All right. Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches, Bava Kama, Daf Ayin Zayin Amud Beis, and most of Ayin Ches. We'll be stopping two-thirds of the way down on Ayin Ches Amud Beis, and then we'll do the rest of that on Shabbos, plus Ayin Tes. Sunday, Monday, we're in person. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, we're not in person. Amir Sashem, we're back together um, a week from Sunday. And um, for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, I'll probably post and I'll maybe ask someone to give share if there's people here. We'll see. We'll figure it out. What time Friday? Oh, no, I don't know. No idea. All right. So yesterday we were dealing with a question on the bottom of Ayin Vav Amidalef. Um, It was a question of if Rav Shimon is correct that Shechita She'ena Ru'uya is Loshma Shechita, so all of these Kachim cases should not work. We gave a bunch of answers, two of them in the name of Rav Yochanan. The first answer was of Rav Yochanan was that the, an- the animals were Tamimim and they were being Shechted in the Beis HaMikdash, so technically it was Ru'i. The second answer of Rav Yochanan was uh, Shalol L'Shem Bailim, which for its own reasons was also Ru'i. And the answer of Reish Lakish was that we were dealing with an animal that was a Balmum. Those were the three answers that were given. And on Ayin Zayinam Adbeis, three lines down, which is where we're starting, that is where we're picking up with analyzing these three answers. And the Gemara says as follows, I understand that both answers of Rav Yochanan don't align with Rav Shimon ben Lakish. Why? Because Rav Yochanan had a desire to He didn't want the Mishnah to be in this Adu Kimta of only being about Baalei Mumin. That's rare. That's not a normal way to establish a Mishnah. He would rather it be afilu bitmimin. So by us, it's clear why Rav Yochanan didn't want to side with the Shita of Resh Lakish. But why did Resh Lakish not side with Rav Yochanan? El Resh Lakish, my time, Elo Amar Ker Rav Yochanan, Ayin Zayin Mudbe, six lines down, because Amar Lach Rav Yochanan would argue, Utvacha Umecharo, Kolhecha de Isei B'Mechira, Isei B'Tvicha. Whenever we have the, a scenario where Mechira is going to be uh, eligible for Dalad Behe, then that should also be true by Tvicha. And if you're not going to be chayav dalad behe by the mechira, you're not going to be chayav dalad behe in regards to the tvicha. Now that's part one of the answer. And vahani kodshim, the case of kodshim that we were discussing, where Rabbi Shimon was of the opinion that that shchita shchita, so maybe by kodshim it should be a non-starter because if you do tvicha by kodshim, it's not yours. Since when you try and sell kachim, that sale doesn't work. So therefore, there is no such thing as tvicha in such a case. And therefore says, therefore it can't be a case of tmimin because there's never mechira. It must be that the only way we could ever have mechira by kachim is if the animal becomes a balmum. That's why he went in that direction. And the Gemara says a quarter of the way down, both Rav Yochanan and Reish Lakish, the machlokas that they're having over here also shows itself in another place. The Gemara says the Itmar, the Amoraim had a machlokas. Hamocher trefa. If I sell an animal that is a trefa, ledivre Reb Shimon, according to the Shita Reb Shimon, that shchita she'en ra'uya lo shchita. According to him, if I try and sell a trefa, Reb Yochanan Amar Chayib, Reish Lakish Amar Pater. And for the same reasons as before. Rav Yochanan Amarchaya, because Afal Gav de Lese Bitvicha, even though there's no such, such thing as Tvicha by a Trefa, Ise Bimachira, you can still sell it. 
However, as you'll recall, the Reish Lakish Amar Pater, why did Reish Lakish say you're Pater if you sell a trefa? Because Kevin de Leisebitzvicha, since the Shechita is invalid, Leisebimachira. In other words, to summarize the Shitas of Rav Yochanan and Reish Lakish, it's like this. Reish Lakish is of the opinion that there's an interdependency between Tzvicha and Mechira. If one can't work, the other won't work. Masha'in Kane, according to Rav Yochanan, the fact that you can sell without a kasher tzvicha, or you can do tzvicha without a proper mechira, that's fine. The two dinim are not are not inextricably bound, and you can separate the two. So that is what's going on over here. But the Gemara, about halfway down, a third of the way down, asks Zakasha, Eisvei Rav Yochanan, the Reish Lakish, Levashem and Ben Lakish. Ganav Kiloim. Let's say you steal an animal that is a that was created by a crossbreeding in a halachically inappropriate way. So the din is vitavcha. If you then slaughtered that animal, or trefa umachra, or if you have an animal that's not kosher, the animal's treif, and you sell that animal, the din is mishalim tash Says the Gemara, my love, isn't this the shita of Reb Shimon he? And Alma, Afal Gav, the Lase Betvicha Ise Bimachira. Even though the Tvicha is not good, the Mechira is good. And therefore, this is a Kasha on Resh Lakish. Because remember, Resh Lakish said that Tvicha and Mechira are inextricably bound. If one doesn't work, the other can't work. Yet over here in the Brysa, what did it say? It said Trefa U Machra. Why didn't it say Trefa U Vitavcha? So therefore, we see that this must be like Rub Shimon. And perhaps this Brysa is a Kasha. On Reish Lakish, the Gemara says, Amar Lay, Lo. Reish Lakish will say back to Rav Yochanan, This is not a problem. Really, this Bryce is Rabbanan and not Rib Shimon. Asks the Gemara, I Rabbanan, Shrefa b'mechira Isa, Bizvicha Lesa. Would it be the case, according to the Rabbanan, that we would say that uh, by a Trefa you're able to sell it, but by a Zvicha, by this Trefa you're not able? That can't be either. So this Bryce is very complicated. The Gemara says, "Ve'alamai, Rib Shimon, you can't you can't say it's Rib Shimon because of what we said before. After all, kilayim b'tvicha isa b'mechira lesa, with an animal that's kilayim. What's who cares if you're selling it or if you're doing shechita? It's still an animal that's kilayim." Ella says the Gemara, "Elatana tvicha." You're right. Really, the Gemara says tvicha. Uh, adin the mechira. The halacha applies across the board. So we only used half the language. I ema l'rabbanan nami tana mechira v'hu adin the tvicha. Maybe according to the rabbis, we should say the same exact thing. Rav Yochanan, Amar Lach Mai Rav Yochanan says, stop, none of this makes any sense. This doesn't make any sense, this argument. If you want to say we hold like Rav Shimon in regards to the fact that Shechita She'en Ru'uya is lo Shechita, tona trefa bechada, tona kilayim bechada. We said trefa in regards to one aspect, which was mechira, and kilayim in regards to one aspect, which is in regards to shechita. And really, it's just poetry, but really all of the, it applies to both tvicha and mechira in both cases. Eliamris Rabbanon, but according to the Rabbanon, this brysa should have been different. We should weave it all together, the tvicha and the mechira, according to the Rabbanon. How so? It should have said, ganav kilayim v'trefa, and not just umachran, tovchan umachran. Weave them together if you're the Rabbanon. And then say, Mishalim Tashlume Arba Vichamishat. So the Gemara says, Taka, that's true. Tashya. That is a difficulty in the Gemara. We don't know exactly how to learn this Brisa. Um, and there are a few options, but the Gemara doesn't really like any of the options. Let's discuss Kilaim.
We know that there's an Isser called Kiloi Behema. It's Usser to be Marchiv. Um, Marchiv is actually the word for trees, which is to graft. Really, what we're saying here is that you can't take two animals and uh, and breed them together to create a new min. That's not allowed. We're not allowed to do that. Science does it all the time. We also genetically modify animals, which would be based on sugyas like this. Is a genetic modification of an animal, and then the cohabiting of that animal, is that considered kilaim? Yes or no? Two versions of a set, two versions of a kes, uh, keves, two versions of an ace, uh, dali. Right? What are the halachic statuses of uh, of these animals as it relates to flesh, as it relates to the issue of kilaim, and as we'll soon see some applicability with, with dalid vehe? Not simple. So in regards to kilaim, let's discuss. The Gemara says sexy. We have the word set in the Pasuk. And Rava has a drasha. We're going to spend some time on Rava's drasha. The word set teaches us a principle, a big rule. This is a problem. We wanted to say in our Mishnah, in the middle of the page of Brisa, actually, the, the Brisa that Rav Yochanan asked on Reish Lakish, which is exactly at the halfway point on the page, we wanted to say we were dealing with a case of kiloim. The problem is that Rava has a rule that whenever we see the word set, it's used to exclude animals that are kilayim. So how can the Brisa, in fact, say that it's talking about kilayim? Says the Gemara, shiny hacha, our case is different. Our Pasuk is different. What's going on in our Pasuk? The word O teaches us to include kilayim. Okay, that's nice. It's sure uh, O-A's. We have the word O in the Pasuk when it speaks about a se. So maybe the word O, it comes to include kilaim. Says the Gemara, not so simple. Five lines from the bottom, first of the long lines. The whole O lerabosu. Every time we have the word O, it's an inclusion. That's not true. The Atanya, shor o chesev, prat kilaim. When we had the word se and the word O, Rava wanted to argue that it was an inclusion. Here we see shor o chesev and the word O is Prat is an exclusion. And as well, OA is prat le This also excludes a case um, from the Pasuk uh, of a case of a nidme. A nidme is an animal that is born from two parents of the same min, but it has a malformation. It doesn't look like that min. It doesn't, uh, it's a two sheep have a baby sheep, but it looks like a, it looks like a cow. So it's wrong. Something's wrong with the animal. It doesn't look normal. That animal is called a nidme. And it's not Roy Lagabi Mizbech in regards to the Shoro Esev Ochesev Oez Ki Yivalet. All right. But, anyways, what we see from this Drasha, from this Brisa, is that the word O by Shoro Ochesev was used to exclude Kilaim. So the word O clearly doesn't always include Kilaim. That's for sure. Says the Gemara, Amar Rava, Hachamein Yane Dekra, Hachamein Yane Dekra. This is what we call contextual learning. You have to read and see what's going on. Hachagabi Geneva, in regards to the case of Geneva, the Pasuk says, shor o And a shor and a se, a cow and a sheep, they cannot be bred together. They have different gestational periods. They don't have babies in the same way. And therefore, you can't breed them. Se, this is shor o You can't crossbreed these two animals of a shor and a se. Therefore, when it says, oh, because it's impossible for those to have a child, so therefore, we have to. We're therefore going to include the case that's not obvious, which is kilaim. However, gabe kodshim. Last line on ayin zayin amid beis dechsev kesev beis. 
the word oh is that it has to function in a way that's different than the pasuk. It's either including or excluding. If the shore and the se cannot have a child together, and we have an extra word oh, it must be to include because kilem would have been automatically excluded based on the pasuk because they can't cohabit. They can't have children. So the word oh has to have a purpose. The word oh must be, therefore, to do the opposite of what was pushed in the pasuk. What was pushed in the pasuk is that a shore and a se cannot, cannot be bred together. Therefore, the word oh has to include something. And masha'enken in regards to kachim, there, those two animals are similar enough. What then is the function of the word oh? It can't be to include kilayim because that's already included in the pasuk because these two animals are able to breed. Therefore, O is lemaetu. So that's how Rava gets around it. The word O is not magically always to exclude or magically always to include. You have to look at the context and you have to see what's going on. And that's how we would darshan the word O. But there's no rule that every time we see the word O, it is automatically X or Y. It's, it's just not the way that things work. And as well, we've spoken now about Geneva and we've spoken about Kachin. Says the Gemara, wait one second. Oh, this is a kasha. This is a problem. We just said on the bottom of Ayin Zayin and in regards to Kachim, there's a Pasuk that says Kesev Eiz. And therefore the word O was to exclude. The problem is that in the world of Kachim, we also have a Pasuk of Shor O Chesev on the top of Ayin Chesem and all. So therefore, that means That means that the word O in that case should be inclusionary. So we have we have the word O in two different places in regards to Kachim. One time it implies to exclude Kilayim from the Din. One time it, it implies to include Kilayim from the Din. What should we do? Says the Gemara. Well, from the end of the Pasuk, we're excluding like we just saw. So therefore, maybe we should say that all cases of O are to exclude Kilayim. Says the Gemara. Why? Adirabah. Okay, but I could have argued the exact opposite. That if in the Resha, where it says shore, uh, where it says shore ose, and we said, oh, is Larabos, maybe the end of the Pasuk is also O Larabos. It can't, it can't be, it can't be that in one case O is Lama'et, and in one case O is Larabos, because they're both talking about Kudship. We need an answer to the question. You can't just flip-flop. There has to be consistency. So it says the Gemara, wait one second. Ayin Chesamadalef, four lines down, Haimai. If you want to say, oh, by Kodshem is coming to exclude Kilayim, I could understand why I need the word, oh, twice. We're excluding two things from the world of Kodshem. What are we excluding? Even though one of the words, oh, will be Mamait Kilayim. Okay, but Itzrich as well, we have two cases that need to be precluded by the word, oh. And therefore, that's a reasonable way to learn the two words of O by Kachim. One is to exclude a case of uh, Kilaim, and one is to exclude a case of Nidman. However, and we're eight lines down on Ayn Chesamad Aleph, Ela Iamris the Rabos, if in fact you want to say that both times the Pasuk by Kachim says the word O, it's to include Kilaim, what does that mean? Tre Ribuye Lama. Why do I need two Ribuyim? To include kilayim by by kachim, hasta kilayim irbile. If the Torah is already including kilayim, I don't need one for nidme nid nidme mibaya. Let's remember, if kilayim are included for kachim, that means that two animals that should not have bred together had a child. 
if the Torah is allowing that animal for kachim, then this animal that's a nidme, that's a mutant and looks funny, both of its parents were both uh, kvasim. They were both regular animals. Okay, the animals malformed. If you're allowing kilayim that's crossbred, Pasha, you'll be allowed to have nidme. I don't need the word O twice. So therefore, the Gemara says it must be that the word O is lemait, and that's what we would assume by kachim, is that by kachim, we use the word O to teach us two exclusions in regards to kachim. We exclude kilayim from kachim, and we exclude nidme. And there are no inclusions with the word O. That's how the Gemara concludes. We are a third, a quarter, a third of the way down on Ayin Chesam and Aleph at the words Ella Hada Amar Rabbah. The Gemara says, all right, let's dig into Rava a little bit. Ella Hada Amar Rava. Rava taught us this rule at the bottom of Ayin Zayin Amad Beis. What was the rule that he taught us about Kilaim? He saw the word Se, and he said, Zebana Av. This teaches us a Binyan Av. Right, this is all you know. The the Yud Gimel Midos Shatar Nidresh has been one of them is Binyanat. Kol Makom Shneim Arse Enu Ela Lahotzis Hakilayim Lemai Hilchasa. So when Rava said this din that Kilayim are excluded, what case was he talking about? Ilakadshim. That's for sure not the case. This Rava can't be talking about Kadshim because Behedjeksi Behushor Ochesev Prat LeKilayim Pashut. And like we saw at the top of the page, there's no question that by Kachim, Kilayim are excluded. And Rava could not have been teaching us a din that was obvious. Elamiser, if you want to say we're talking about Miser, that also can't be. And we're not going to go into this. We're going to accept it at face value. Tachas, tachas, yalif mi Kachim. We extend with Xera Shava from the world of Kachim to the world of Miser. And therefore, Rava can't be talking about the case of Miser either. If we're talking about a firstborn animal, that also can't be what Rava was talking about because ha'avara ha'avara yalif mi meiser. We have a multi-layered kal v'chomer. We have kachim to meiser and meiser to bechor. Inami as well, nidme amris. If you want to say we're talking about a nidme amris, lo, that can't be. Dechsiv ach bechor shor, ad hu shor u shor. Not only does the adult have to look like a cow, but the calf has to look like a cow. You can't have an animal that mamish doesn't look like its parents and bring it on the base of Mikdash. You're not allowed to do that. That animal has a is a nidme. So a pasha that we don't need that. So what then is the din of Rava? What was Rava coming to teach us that needs to exclude kilaim? We already know Kachim excluded kilaim. From a from a Shava, we know that Miser excluded kilaim. From another Shava, we know that what was the third one? We know that Bechor was removed. We know that Nidme was removed from Kilaim. Everything. Uh, we got it. We got it. So what then is the case that Rav is teaching us a Chiddush? The Gemara says two-thirds of the way down, We're talking about the din of redeeming a Peter Chamor, which is typically redeemed with a Seh. And what Rav is coming to teach us is that it can't be a Seh that's partial Seh and partial other animal. It can't be Kilaim. Kiditnan, ain podin. You're not allowed to redeem a peter chamor. Lo be'egel, v'lo be'chaya, v'lo be'shchuta, v'lo be'trefa, v'lo be'kilayim, v'lo be'koy. Remember the koy? We learned about this in Shas a few times. This animal that's a suffik chaya, suffik behema, which generates massive halachic issues in shchita, which chalavim you're allowed to eat because there are differences between chayim behema v'chule. Lemaisa, this mishnah 
it's not a slam dunk that Kilayim are included, and I'll show you how I know. We know that there are, there's a machlokes about this. So Ravo is coming to Paskin on this. We have our that we have the Mishnah two thirds of the way down that Ain Podin and including Lova Kilayim, and then the Gemara says that's where Rava comes in. by Petr Chamor in regards to Kilayim. That's non. We understand according to the Tanakama who says Ain Podin. Rava that was coming to teach us that. But according to Belazar, who's Matir Petr Chamor Bekiloim, what was Rava coming to teach us? So the Gemara responds on behalf of Rebelazar, Omar Lach Rebelazar, Ki Itmar de Rava, what was Rava talking about when he said Kiloim are excluded? That's dealing with a very unique and limited case. Litame Shinolad Min Hatahor. An animal that is tame was born from a mother that's tahor. The iburo min hatame. She conceived the female animal conceived from a tame male, and in that case, udulok Rabbi Yoshua. This disagrees with Rabbi Yoshua, but it is still Rava. Rava was coming to teach us about this case. Let's dig into Rabbi Yoshua. What did he hold? The Rabbi Yoshua misek savim v'seizim nafgale. He learned out that din from another set of sukkim. The only time the animal's kosher uh, is when the mother and father are the same. Says the Gemara, I understand now. You've given me the case where even according to Rabbi that we have the din of Rava to exclude Kilayim. Thank you, I understand Rava. But we have a side issue. What is the scenario where you have a, a female cow, a female animal that conceives from a tummy animal? Says the Gemara, Utahora mitmea mi meabra. This seems to be a biological slash halachic question. The Gemara assumes that an animal that is tame cannot impregnate a female animal that is tahora. That's what the Gemara says, mi meabra. And the Gemara says, in, there is one case scenario where this is true. Zakai Malan, as we turn to the top of Ayin Chesimid Beis, de iobar mikalut kerib shimin. We're talking about a case that Rav Shimon details elsewhere of a uh, of an animal, an animal that's a kalut. An animal is an other a, a, a kalut, excuse me, is an animal that's otherwise kosher, but it has a flaw. It's a kosher animal, but in this case, its hooves are not split like it should be. Malformation, not normal, right? But that's what the Gemara says is our case. If that animal, which otherwise would be kosher, a deer, okay, a kosher animal but it's malformed and its hooves are not split like they normally are, and they're connected, and that animal impregnates a tahor regular female deer, that's a case of a tame that impregnates a tmea, where, according to Rabbi Lazar, we would have to say that that's where Rava's coming in to talk about that case. Okay, let's go. Uh, the Gemara says in the top of Ayin Chesim at Beis, we have to go two-thirds down the page. Uh, we will definitely get there in time. Boy Rava, in a case of Hare Alai Ola, this language is very specific. If a man were to say to about himself, Hare Alai Ola, he accepts about himself an Ola, that means he's Chai Yusan. That means that he's obligated to make sure that that animal or its equivalent is brought on the Mizbeah. So if he says Hare Alai Ola, the Hifri Shore, and he separates a cow according to his language of Hare Alai Ola, and then Uva Acher Veganav, but then the animal that he separated for Hektish was stolen. If all of that happened, then says the Gemara, 
mi patar ganav nafshe bekeves? Could it be that he could bring a different animal as an ola? Cows are expensive. Maybe he'd rather bring a keves, which is a half the cost of a cow. Would that be okay? Or beolas Or could he even bring a bird? Meaning, when someone says harei ola and he selects a cow, is he locked in to bringing the cow if that animal gets stolen? Or no, can he downgrade either to a keves or even lower even to a bird? Do we just need the din of Ola or do we need a shore? That's the Gemara's question. So let's see this three-way machlokas in regards to the Mishnah. We're three, four lines down on Ein Chesim and Beis. It's none. Ola, Yobi Keves. If a man, says the Tanakhama, makes a commitment of Harei Ola and he separates a shore, the halacha is he has to bring a shore. If he brings a keves, he has to bring a keves. Rebelazar ben Azari Omer, no, Yavitor Obenyona. You can bring any kind of animal you want as long as it has the din of an Ola. So, my, what's the din? And now the Gemara articulates our question in full. Miam Rinan, Shame Ola Kabel Ilave. Do we say that when the man said Harealai Ola, he was accepting upon himself the din only of Ola, not specific to the cow that he had separated? And therefore, if the cow gets stolen, he can even. Put aside a shore, a, a shore, a keves, a yona, any animal he wants. O Dilma, Mati Omar Leib, the Bezdin can say to him, You did it the wrong way. We want you to do it the way you intended. The way you intended was with a cow, so you should be bringing a cow. Which one is it? So this was a question of the Gemara that Rava asked. As we see on the top line, it says, Bai Rava. And on the third of the wide lines, we see that Rava was giving a shear on this. Basar de Ibaya, Hadar Pashta. Rava gave an answer to this question. What was Rava's answer? Ganav, Hatar Atzmo Bekeves, Lerabanan, and Beola Saof, Lerbelozer Ben Azaria. He answers black on white, very clear. If I say Harea Ola and I separate a cow and the cow gets stolen, I do not need to spend all of that money to replace the cow. I can buy a $7 bird from the store and repurpose it as an Ola, and I've checked my box of Harei Ola, no problem. That is the answer. Now, there's another framing of the same answer. Rav Acha Bereder of Ika Masni Labeheja, Rav Acha Bereder of Ika said that Rava actually said this explicitly. He didn't even ask it as a question. Here's how he said it. Omar Rava, Harei Ola, Behifri Shor, If a man says that I accepted Ola upon myself and he separates a shore, and then the shore got stolen, what's the din? You're allowed to take any animal and replace the shore, provided that it has a din of an ola. So that is going to be the question and answer for this top section of the page that brings us to a new Mishnah. Let's say that I steal your cow, and then machro, I sell your cow. What's typically the din? Dalad behave. Pretty typical. However, what if I maintain ownership when I sell over one portion of that animal? Machro, I sold your animal, but I kept one one hundredth of the animal. So I sign over a star to you. I say, uh, here you go, Reb David, I'm signing over a star to you. Here's my cow. You give me $1,000. You know what, actually? Just give me 900. Just give me 990. I want to keep just a little bit of the cow. So what's the din in such a case? Or... Or you and I together own the animal. Two people owned it. Or an animal that was shechted, but it came a nevela in the process of being shechted. This typically happens with a poor shechita. 
um, uh, often if the shechita knife has a nick in it and it drags some of the flesh of the simanim, the animal's a trefa, a nevela, excuse me, not allowed. Or hanokhir, we spoke about nechira yesterday. Rashi gives quite a graphic description of, of nechira. Rashi says in the Mishnah, about halfway down in the Rashi's, koro mi nechirov ad libo. Yikes, not fun. Scalpel from nose to chest. That is not normal. And you also can't do shechita that way. Shechita has to be across the neck and not and not in this vertical axis. That won't cut the kana and the beshe. So that's nechira. Behameaker, someone who with their bare hands tears out and uproots the kana and the veshe, which is not a kosher shechita as well, obviously. In all of these cases, we only hold you accountable for the kefil. Mishalim tashlume kefil, but you didn't do shechita. The eno mishalim tashlume arba vechamisha. Because you're a fool. You thought that in any of these cases you did shechita. That's not shechita. By the mechira. That's not mechira to hold back one one hundred. So what we're going to discuss now is what was this guy holding back when he said, I'm willing to sell you my cow, but I'm holding one one hundred. Okay, let's dig in. My chutz mi echad mi if I steal your cow and sell it, what was the intention of the Mishnah when I said that I'd be keeping one one hundredth of it? So the Gemara says, this is a machlokas between Rav and Levi. Amar Rav, a quarter of the way down, I'm excluding one thing that becomes mutter to me in Shechita. I want one cut of the meat. Whatever the cut of meat is that Romanian makes into corned beef, that piece is mine. You can have the rest. I want one piece of meat. That's what Rav says. The Levi Amar, no. Even if it's chutz mi gizoseha, even if it's the shearings of the animal, the wool or the fur of the animal, even if you hold that back, that will not be considered a proper mechira. We have a brisa, chutz mi gizoseha, that supports the shita of Levi. So Rav wanted to say, what am I holding back in my one one hundred? I'm holding back basar, actual part of the animal. And Levi says, no, even a non-essential piece of the animal like the gizosel, like the shirik. Mesve, the Gemara says, we have a kasha. Machra, chutz, miyada, chutz, miragla. I'm selling you the animal, except for its foot, foreleg, or its hind leg. Or chutz, mikarna, with the exception of its keren. Except for its shearings, that's the sheets of the Tanakama. Rebbe Omer, no, that's not correct. It's only something that would be to the shechita if an animal had no lungs or missing a lung, a real mum. Then, then we would say, no, but in contrast to the Tanakama, who held that the gizoseha, that the shearings, would create for a scenario where the mechira is no longer dalad vehe. That's not true according to Rebbe. And v'she'enu ma'akev shechita, if it's something that's not ma'akev the shechita, the shearings, then Rebbe would hold m'shalim tashlum arba v'chamisha. Reb Shimon ben Elazar omer, chutz mikarna, if you are if you have left out the horns of the animal, then enu m'shalim arba v'chamisha. However, Reb Shimon ben Elazar says, chutz seha, if all that you saved over in your mechira was the shearings of the animal, then mishalim tashlume arba avichamisha. Then the din is that you would in fact pay arba avichamisha. So, 
Bishlamalalevi. I understand according to Levi. Levi's shita about the Gizoseha interrupting the punishment of Dalad Behei. I can find a shita in this brisa. The Tanakama of this brisa agrees with Levi, or I should say more accurately, Levi agrees with the Tanakama of this brisa. No problem. Bishlamalalevi Levi Kitanakama. But the shita of Rav, the Dovar Hanita Rimobishita, that is not found in this brisa. It's not the Tanakama, it's not Rebbe, and it's not Rav Shimon ben Elazar. Elal Rav Kiman. Rav who says that when the Mocher is holding back one one hundredth, that he's holding back meat, that's not a sheet on the brisa. Who does Rav hold like? Says the Gemara halfway down, just about halfway down on Ein Chesim and Bays. Amar Amre, we would say, Rav de Amar ki haitana. Rav would say, like an altogether different brysa. There's another brysa that discusses this, not just the three shitas that we just saw. What is the precedence for the shita of Rav that when the one one hundredth that's held back in Mechira is meat, that we no longer are chayav tashlume dalad behei detanya? The brysa writes as follows about a quarter of the page to go, and then we'll stop. Rab Shimon ben Elazar Omer Machra Chutzmi Yada Chutzmi Ragla Einu Meshalim Arba Vechamisha. Rab Shimon ben Elazar in this brisa says that if I, as the Ganev who's trying to sell this animal, if I sell it on the condition that I keep get to keep the foreleg or the hind leg, there's no Tashlume Dalad Behein. However, Chutzmi Karna Chutzmi Gizoseha. However, when it comes to the horn or when it comes to the shearings, then Rab Shimon ben Elazar would hold Meshalim Tashlume Arba Vechamisha. So the Gemara says, What then is the argument in the previous brisa with the three shitas? The Tanakama says we need the whole animal for Mechira, and therefore nothing doing. The Rebbe Savar, Rebbe who gave a split in the brisa above, who said that it's only that ruins Dalad Behe, that's because to exclude something that doesn't negatively impact the tzvicha. And the rules are the same. And in that earlier b'risa, the horns were not typically cut off of animals, therefore that's considered something left over in the contract, and therefore it interrupts the dalad behei. And gizoseha, but the shearings, all animals get their uh, get their first shear. Then lo have a shear. That's not considered something that interrupts the contract, and therefore mishalim So therefore, Rav has precedent in one of these shitas. The idach tana ben Elazar savar. The other shita Reb Shimon ben Elazar. What does he hold? He holds savar the The foreleg and the hind leg are a part of the tzvicha. They're necessary. Therefore, have a shiur that interrupts the dalad behen, the lo mishalim tashlum arba vechamisha, and karne begizo said the lo tzrich etzvicha lo have a shiur. So Rav can feel comfortable in this new brisa holding like Reb Shimon ben Elazar. There's only one quick problem left to deal with, and then we'll stop. Kasha the Reb Shimon ben Elazar, other Reb Shimon ben Elazar. The Reb Shimon ben Elazar in brisa number one, at one third of the way down, disagrees with the brisa of Reb Shimon ben Elazar that's halfway down. And the Gemara says, as is typical in Shas, don't worry, you're right that those shitas are different. If you look at the first shita, Rib Shimon ben Elazar, he says that if the if you wanted to hold back the horn, that interrupts Dalad Behe. If you want to hold back the shearings, it doesn't interrupt Dalad Behe. 
In the next Brisa, he's talking about Yada and Raglo, which is not Mishalim. And, and Karen and Gizos are in the same category. So does Rav Shimon ben Elazar put Karen in the same category as Gizos say yes or no? The two Brises seem to argue. The Gemara says, don't worry. There's a machlokas about that. We're going to stop right here and pick up at the words Tanu Rabbanon on Shabbos. I believe Dafiomi is at 3.20 p.m. Uh, we will pick up right here. Wishing you all a beautiful night.